Blog Talk Radio. The voice of the plus industry. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Thursday, February 26, 2009. Thanks for tuning in. I've got a great show for you today with special guest Joanne Borgella. Joanne, the Haitian sensation hailing from Oyster Bay Cove, Long Island, New York, first hit the scene on the season one of the Oxygen Network's highest rated show, Monique's Fat Chance and walked away with the crown of Miss FAT 2005. Joanne went on to pursue her career as a plus model and is represented by Wilhelmina Models 1020 Division in New York and Miami. She has also modeled for Torrid, Ashley Stewart, Walmart, and Kohl's Department Store and has ads featured in 17 Essence and InStyle magazines, to name a few. In 2008, she appeared on the seventh season of American Idol and made it to the top 24 contestants. She is consistently modeling and currently one of the faces of Procter & Gamble's new campaign, My Black is Beautiful. Joanne is also pursuing her music career and has recently launched a handmade jewelry line called Ella by Jay Borgella. So let's get her on the line. Hi, Joanne. Are you there? How are you? Hi. I'm so glad you could join us this evening. Of course. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be on the radio with you. Thank you. Now, you have so much going on. Let's just start from the beginning. All right. With Monique's Fat Chance. So before you appeared on the, the show, Monique's Fat Chance, were you already modeling and pursuing a career in entertainment? Well, before Monique's Fat Chance, I was singing. I've been singing since I was three performing since I was 13, and uh, so entertainment was always like a goal for me. And basically I was working with uh, a few people in Booger Basement, White Club Jean's Camp, and just a ton of things. My family, we own a radio station called Radio Tropical, and music was always around us, and it was constantly being played, and my mother sings. And so I was always like in the midst of entertainment. And then, you know, one day I saw that Monique was having an, an audition, and I I was like, you know what, doesn't hurt to try. Right. So after winning the crown, Miss FAT 2005, did it automatically launch your career where opportunities were coming at you left and right, or did you have to go out and make it happen for yourself? Well, after I won the crown, unfortunately, I had, um, I'm very close to my family. We had some personal uh, issues that occurred. My mother was diagnosed with breast cancer at the time, literally after I won. And so for me... I didn't get to bask in the glory of the show because, I, you know, my mother is more important than anything. Right. And so opportunities, I guess, didn't really flow my way. It was an honor to have won Monique's Fat Chance. I thought it was like the first break around anything on television that has to do with anyone of the full figure. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I did have to work hard and get myself, you know, situated after the show. But it was just, I mean, the viewership and the fans that I got as a result of it was outstanding. And um, when you won the crown, you had a couple of prizes that helped you with your career. Did you get like a, a contract with L.A. Models, I believe? Yeah, I, after winning Monique Fetchant, um, I worked with L.A. Models for a while, and um, that was great. But, you know, I'm from New York, so it was kind of a difficult situation. And for me, my dream, I must tell you, for, I, I, you know, growing up, I never thought I'd be a model, but I thought to myself, if I was going to be a model, Wilhelmina would be the agency, you know, to go to. You know, he said goals, like I had goals to win right. Grammys. Willie is on top of that list, so that was where my main focus was. So now that the show is, um, you've won your title and did your year and a couple of shows have passed, do you still keep in touch with Monique? You know what, Mo and I saw each other a few months back. We did a shoot together with Essence. I absolutely love her. She's like family. We've seen each other a couple of times after that, and she's just a great person, and I'm, 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 I feel blessed to have been on the show and to have experienced that with her. Oh, well, good, good. Yeah. You made a new friend. Yes, I did. So tell us about your experience on American Idol. Oh, American Idol. That was crazy. That was an amazing experience. It was crazy. It was hectic. It was so just out of this world, you know. I mean, obviously before people knew who the top 24 was, we were living this whole other life where no one could find out who we were, and we were living in L.A. for like about a month and a half and just, And where you, you know, were in the hotel? We were lived in a hotel, and we had security guards to go to the bathroom. Like, it was serious. Really? It was yeah, it was crazy, and it was a blessing. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people audition for American Idol every year because they have this aspiration, this dream to be that one person standing on that stage. And just in general, just to be, you know, just to get that kind of gratification knowing that someone does think I have a great voice and I have a great talent. Right. So for me, when I, you know, I auditioned, I I just thought, like, morning side chance, hey, why not? And I tell people, you know, no dream is too far or too, or too far-fetched for you to achieve. And I slept outside for two days, and it completely paid off. I mean, I was top 12 girls in America, and I'm out of all the people that I physically saw inside of the stadium. You have to understand, I, was, I've, I auditioned in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That was the highest audition they've ever had. There was 27,000 people in the stadium. Really? And it, there really was 27,000 people in the stadium, and I was sitting there, and I was just like, oh, my God, and I had slept outside, so I, I was sick. And, you know, I got up there, I sang my heart out. You have to sing in the stadium full of people, like, to, you know, set a little booth of judges. And, you know, God shined the light, and I stood up from a, from the crowd. So it was a blessing. Now, after competing and winning one reality show, why did you decide to trial for another? And would you ever do a third? Well, for me, here's the thing. One of fat chance was about being who you are, being proud of yourself, inner beauty. And my goals in life, I, I love, absolutely adore singing. It's I wake up and I, if life could be a musical, I'd probably be singing down the street. Mm-hmm. People would probably think I was crazy, so I don't do it. But um, I thought what better way to get exposure and to be seen than trying out for the number one show on television, American Idol. Right. Right. Um it's also hard being plus size, you know, people, there's a certain way, a certain look one is supposed to have to be a singer. I've had things on the table. I've worked with a lot of producers and celebrity producers and, 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 and celebrities in general, but they've always told me, you know what, you have outstanding vocals, but you don't have the look. You know, you're a cute really? girl. But you're and you're not that big. Girl, 
they, they, hey, it's it's the perception of what they want on television, you know. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it created lots of bumps in the road when it comes to my music. So I said, you know what, I'm not going to sit and wait for someone to tell me I look good enough to show my talent, to show what I want to express to the world. So I got up, you know, and I just I I took a chance, and and it really paid off. So would you ever do a third reality show? Well, I probably wouldn't do another competition because it's been competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, American Idol, it's huge. It was amazing. It's They make it extremely stressful <laughs> when really all you need to do is go out on the stage and sing. But, mm-hmm. you know, they add all this other stuff to it because, then you know, people need to see good television. Right. So I probably would never do a competition again, but I definitely would do a, a, another show in general. So the reality shows in general have been positive experiences for you all around. Yes, they have. They truly have. I think reality television does give a lot of people so many opportunities that I think years ago would have never been uh, uh, given to people. The fact that you can literally be from Arkansas and you can go try out for this show and possibly be a national household name in a matter of months is amazing, you know. So I I give kudos to the, the great reality shows that are out there. I mean, I mean, there are some, too, that are a little crazy, but, you know, right. it's right. still giving people the opportunity and exposure that, you know, they could never dream of doing. So so what was the difference in the exposure and press from American Idol versus Monique Fetch Chance? Well, American Idol is American Idol. I mean, that show it's, it, in itself, they've made some successful, outstanding uh, artists. And mm-hmm. just being on the show in general, you don't, you all, everyone knows you don't have to be the winner in order for you to succeed. There's mm-hmm. so many examples. Chris Daughtry, um, Jennifer Hudson, my God, she's like an Oscar winner. Right. It's, it's, it's beyond, you know, just being on that show. You, you really do gain this opportunity. And basically, you know, for me, I would, if I had to do it all over again, I would completely do it again. American Idol, as far as, far as uh, Monique's Fat Chance, we saw Chance, that was the first of its kind, and it was the highest show they've ever had on their network because obviously there's a need for it. Women and men, people want to see what they're used to seeing. People want to see the average woman on television. Uh, you know, they want to see that maybe their mother has the opportunity to have a show or to be on TV. or You know, it's hard to turn on the television and you never see someone that you can relate to. Right, so right. with that show, to turn it on and you saw these amazing, beautiful women that were happy and, 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 and happy with themselves on TV was a blessing. And the press-wise, I mean, the show, Money's My Chance, was huge when right. it happened. But do and you America- think, like, the press was the same, like, for shows like Entertainment Tonight, how they always wanted to uh, play on weight issues and we like 200-pound well, women competing. Right, right, right. Well, um, um, Entertainment Tonight, quite honestly, was amazing for the show. I mean, I know I did a lot of press with them. They came to my house, and we did a complete interview of, uh, and about me winning and being on the show in general. I think they did do a good coverage on it. And the thing is, you know, weight is an issue in America. There are a lot of more morbidly obese people that do need to lose weight and be healthy, and it's just about health. I think for me personally, when I was on that show, I wasn't, I'm not chanting, let's go eat Twinkies. I'm chanting, I'm happy with who I am and I'm healthy and I love my life and I don't feel like I need to change it in order to fit a norm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think we were just showing that we were happy women. So the press was different. From that of American Idol, it's completely focused on, you know, music and just coming out with uh, great songs and showing your vocal abilities. 
so you don't think the press or exposure from one was necessarily better than the other? I think because they're so di- completely different, two different reality shows, they both were amazing at the time. The American Idol press is outstanding, whether it's good or bad, press is right. press. And the Monique Fat Chance press was great as well. So I think they, they both give good press. I, I don't think the Monique Fat Chance was viewed in a bad light. I think it was a great show. Do you think all of this exposure has given an extra boost to your modeling career? I would like to think so. <laughs> I've been with Wilhelmina for about oh, coming on four years, and I've worked consistently, thank God, for those four years. And I think it just, you know, for my clients that I've had, you know, because once you get a client, you tend to stick with them. I think it just made them happier knowing more of a household name, which, you know, when people see you, it's like, oh, that was that girl from the show. She wears Ashley Stewart. Oh, or she wears Torrid. So right. it definitely, it definitely, it definitely kept me uh, more apparent. I feel like people know more so who I am, and it's good. It, I think any exposure helps anyone's career. So I read in one of your interviews, and you mentioned it uh, in this interview too, that you always had a dream of being represented by Wilhelmina models. Now, why did right. you have this dream? Well, you know what it is? Because there's not a lot of information about plus-size modeling in general. When I was younger and I used to look up stuff on the on the Internet and, and anything in general that has to do with modeling, Wilhelmina was always stated as the best agency and, you know, such and such was signed there and all these amazing celebrities that were doing well and all these beautiful models that I'd seen in so many campaign ads. And I thought to myself, well, you know, when you're making goals for your life, you want to go to the best. So I'm thinking, Wilhelmina, this is my ultimate goal as far as modeling. Music for me, my ultimate goal is is having a Grammy one day, mm-hmm. you know, making a great album. So I set these little goals, and, you know, I'm got, thank God I'm, I'm, I'm checking these things off. And Wilhelmina was on the top of my list, and, you know, they took me with open arms, and it's been amazing ever since. So some models with major representation slip through the cracks and end up sitting on the board and not working. So do you feel even though you have major representation, you still have to hustle and promote yourself? Not at all, actually. I have – here's the thing. When you have a relationship with an agency, with your agents, they're the ones that are trying to get you work. They want you to work because when you work, they get paid as well, you know. Mm -hmm. And – it's also about relationships and client relationship and making a good impression when you go to your castings or when you go to your go your your requests. So for me personally, I've worked consistently and I'm I'm extremely happy with uh with what I've been doing with Wilhelmina. But for those models that don't work all the time, it's usually because it really depends on the client. You know, mm-hmm. the clients call into the agency and they say, "Listen, this is what we're looking for and this is what we need." And there are times, a rare occasion, I know I've gotten jobs that they weren't even looking for a black woman, but I got that job because I guess something stood apart, you know. Hmm. But it's also about what the client wants. So sometimes girls don't work consistently because there's not a need for that look at the time. Hmm. But, you know, I have girls that have told me, oh, I've gone to an agency trying to get signed. And, you know, they said, no, I haven't been back. It's been like a year. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, listen, third time's the charm. Get, keep going back. When one door closes, another opens. I mean, you don't. You can't expect to go to an agency and just get signed that first day. If mm-hmm. they say no and they tell you to come back in six months, believe me, go back in six months. Um, if they tell you we have a girl that looks like you, come back within a year, maybe that girl has been taken off the board. You can be that, ne- that next person. So it's all about, like, taking chances. And then when you do get into that, when you do get into the agency and you have these great agents, um, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to keep up your look. You have to stay fit. 
you know, we get our measurements taken during our annual meetings. Like they keep you, they keep you uh, current so that clients can want to work with you. Now, I saw on some of your pictures recently you were rocking a bob. Was that your agent's yes. choice, or you just switch it up sometimes? Oh, I well, me, I'm a Gemini. I like to switch things up constantly. It's actually a problem. But also, it's more so um, the direction of my head agents, too. They tell you what they think looks great on you, and you want to listen to them because they obviously know what they're doing. Right. So, you know, they uh, they love the bob on me because it elongates me, and it's good. And, and quite honestly, I love it as well. You know, I love long hair, but... Short hair is also very sexy, so mm-hmm. you know I'm switching up. You might just see me with some extensions next week. It does. It all depends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not biased. So, out of all of your accomplishments, what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? This is a good question, Shanice. Um, <laughs> the most proud of. I'm really proud that I've uh, – I'm proud of myself in the sense that I've never stopped. I've had so many people, you know, try to close doors on me and tell me I couldn't do a certain thing, and I've managed to do it. You know, when I told people I was, I was going to audition for American Idol, they looked at me like I was crazy, like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to make it on the show? Being Not because I don't have the talent. They know my vocal abilities, but just for the fact that so many people audition, how are you going to stand apart, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did it, and I do it, and I and – I, I applaud myself in the sense that I'm not going to finish, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing in order to achieve all of my goals. Like, I'm working on my music right now, and I don't care if I, if it's the last thing I do, my music will be on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely, I'm proud of myself in the sense that I never give up. Now, there are a lot of women listening that want to follow in your footsteps and do the same thing that you're doing. So what advice you can give the plus-size women wanting to pursue a career in entertainment? My advice for them is, ladies, you know, just like what I just said, you're going to have, you're going to hear women or men and people in general just telling you, you know what, I don't know if that's really going to work out for you or, you know, kind of giving you looks like this person's crazy. Completely disregard them and go for your dreams and your goals, no matter how crazy they seem or sound to you in your mind sometimes. Because sometimes, you know, you say something like, yo, I'm going to be on, I'm going to be at the Oscars next year. Right. Jennifer Hudson, she, I don't think in a million years thought she'd be a, an Oscar winner. And great. There are actors. There are actors and actresses that have been working for years and have not even been nominated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you just have to stick to your goals and your dreams and just take that chance and know that you can do whatever you want in life. You know, as long as you work hard and try to achieve it, it'll happen. If you're trying to get into a modeling agency, you have to understand too. When I thought I wanted to become, when I first wanted to become a model, I thought, oh well, I have a cute face, I guess. You know, and I think I'm thick enough or I didn't know what the criteria was but I, I found out you have to be five nine and taller you know mm-hmm. if not you can do commercial print and at that point you wouldn't look for a modeling agency you would go to a commercial print agency where mm-hmm. height doesn't matter you know what I mean it's about your acting skills and, and doing other little ads you know you know the women you see in like the downy ads that are plus size and stuff right. like that Right. Um, that's because they weren't tall enough. They didn't have the certain criteria. You know, I knew that I had to have my measurements at least 10 inches apart, so I worked, I toned up, and I worked out so that I could have that hourglass figure. Because bottom line, being a model, it's about being a hanger for, for the clothing. You're a, you're a real-life hanger. You're a real-life mannequin. When we're doing photo shoots, when these companies have these, these products that they're, they're trying to sell, 
in the end, they're leaving it up to you. This multi-million dollar company is leaving it up to you to sell this product. Right. And so you got to look the best that you possibly can. Um, you know, it's just really about taking care of yourself and, and taking care of your skin. Because people always ask me these questions. I probably should come out with a book about what they need to be, yeah, about what needs to be done. It's about taking care of your skin, exfoliating. Your skin has to be clear. There's a lot of little things that definitely play a part in doing it. Mm-hmm. And so besides uh, modeling, you are also uh, pursuing a career in music. So have yes. you been signed to a record label yet? Well, as of right now, I'm still with uh, 19 Entertainment, which is American Idol. Uh, when you make it so far, when you're on the show, you sign with them, basically. And uh, I have to hold off for singing right now because contractually we have to for at least two to three years. So you can't um, do a CD with them? Yeah, I can't. Well, yeah, you can, but you just have to wait, though. Oh, okay. It, it, there's just, like, this time slot. It's legal. It's a lot of legal stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of it, I'm working on my music anyway so that when I can come out with my music, it'll be ready and, 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 and ready to hit the, the airwaves. And what kind of music uh, will you put out? Well, I'm I'm very – I grew up listening strictly to, like, Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, um, you know, Barbra Streisand, Andre Bocelli, and then I I'm French musicians, Edith Piaf, Charles Aznavour. So for me, it's more so of a contemporary, almost country as well, you know, Faith Hill. I want to do songs that when you listen to me singing, it takes you back to a moment or you, or you hear this story and you feel something and you get the chills. Like, there are songs, you know, I can sing right now. Like, for instance, Rascal Flatts. I, I, when I tell people this, they're like, what? Where is this coming from? <laughs> but this is what I grew up listening to. There's this song by Rascal Flatts. It's about um, how he fell in love with this girl and everything. Every bad relationship that happened prior to it was as a result of him finding this true love. And, you know, I want to make music that's poetry. And I want to really just touch people. And, of course, make your occasional, you know, hot tracks when you're in the club, you're dancing. But... I definitely I love I love making ballads and, and storytelling. So, but overall, you're not really trying to make the pop music where you'd be dropping it like it's hot or anything. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't think anyone really wants to see me drop it like it's hot. I can't. <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna work out. You know what I mean? I mean, I got a really good two step. I'm pretty good on my toes, but I'm more so of the give me a microphone, give me a gown, and let me serenade you. So oh, okay, I, I, that's what I'm really really into. So tell us about your new jewelry line. Oh, my God, my baby. It's called Ella. Um, Ella by Jay Borgella. Uh, basically, a few years ago, I was in the store. You know how hard it is for us plus I'm going to go shopping. Mm-hmm. And I needed a piece of jewelry that uh, would look hot with this outfit that I had on. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the store, and yet I can find nothing. Everything I found was either, like, a little too tiny and the rings weren't hot enough, they didn't really fit my fingers properly, or they, or my hands, well, the ring would get lost in my hands because I have larger hands. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, wait a minute, because I went to FIT. I've, I've been to fashion since I was young, and um, I went to school for that as well. So mm-hmm. I said to myself, if I can make clothing, because I started off making belts and stuff with my little sewing machine. I had a little factory in my house. Oh, I said, okay. I think I can make jewelry. So basically I went to uh, the fashion district, and I went in and I bought supplies, what I at least I thought were supplies to make jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I sat home one day, and I made myself a ring. I bought uh, this amazing, beautiful stone, and I said this would be an amazing ring for me to wear for, with my outfit. 
Mm-hmm. And I sat home, and I literally, it took me hours. I made this ring, and I put it on that evening, and, that, and I went out, mm-hmm. and I literally got stopped by every single person. What? Where did you get your ring from? And then and then I was like, well, this is good. I mean, obviously, you know, no one knows I'm making this at home, so they're complimenting it out of sheer liking. Right. So then I started making necklaces, and I started wearing my necklaces out and just making things for myself. Mm-hmm. And I would get stopped by guys. Guys would be like, especially like, you know, when you're out in the city, dudes will come up to me and they'd be like, yo, ma, where'd you get your chain from? And I'm like, what? <laughs> when do men comment on your jewelry? Right. And then I started making it for my friends. And then my friends would come back to me and be like, I have never gotten so much compliments on my jewelry my entire life. And I was like, you know what? I think I have something here. Because my friends started asking me to make some pieces. And then I was like, well, you know what? I think I should just make this into this little business. And I've been making them. And for me, making jewelry, it's when I zone out. It's like I sit down. I could be watching TV, and I just sit there for hours, and I'll make pieces. And the funny thing is, after I make them, I'll look at them, and I'll be like, did I make that? Because even when I'm wearing it, I always create, like, new different little things. I don't ever want anyone to, you know, um, be able to find the jewelry in stores. I mean, obviously not. I'm making them with my hands. Mm. I'm just shocked to see them. And I actually just got my first cover, which I'm really happy. One of my rings called Pop Rock is on the cover of Playboy magazine, of course. Um, Mm. Aubrey O'Day is wearing one of my rings. She's wearing, that's the only piece of jewelry she's wearing on the cover, and it's my ring. And wow. I'm, I'm just ecstatic, yeah. So is and this it, available um, to the public yet? Yes, Ella is available to the public. My website right now is it's pretty much kind of private in the sense that it's just a photo gallery of some of the pieces because I've been making I've, a lot of celebrities have been wearing it and, and asking for it. So right now I'm going to be making it into e-commerce where people can purchase online. And it's going to be placed in a few boutiques and stores as well. So I'm I'm really excited. My hands aren't excited, but you know yeah. <laughs> it is it is what it is. I plan for the future though. I do want to make a mass production version of it where you know it's still it's still me, but where people everyone can get a piece of it because you know I can't make like a thousand rings. Yeah, I only have two hands. Since right. it's handmade, what is the price range that it's going for? Well, it, some of the rings, it starts from about 100 to about 5-something because okay. the stones, I use only real stones. Uh, I used uh, special wiring, and I uh, the pieces that I use in general, a lot of them are antiques too. So mm-hmm. there are some pieces, you know, you won't find two of them of the same right. because they're basically antiques. I go antiquing a lot, and I love anything that looks old in age. I'm all about things that have history. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the pieces look like authentic, like, old school pieces and when you wear them they really make a statement they're statement pieces yeah so, I looked at the website it was beautiful jewelry oh, I'm going to have to get one of those you. big rings for myself and let me I'm, honestly you wear that you wear a simple shirt a pair of jeans a large ring and maybe a long chain long chains elongate plus size women it just makes your neck look longer and it just kind of your whole your entire silhouette just looks believe it or not it just portions you out so I love long chains, but then also short chains, just depending on, like, with little charms and stuff. I could talk about it for hours. But uh, they really do make a difference to a wardrobe. I mean, I could be wearing a t-shirt, a white T-shirt and jeans and my sandals. I throw on the jewelry, and I'm getting st- I'm getting looks like, hey, hmm. you look so great today. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Thanks. I guess it's the jewelry, you know? So it definitely right. spices up the look. So besides the new jewelry line, do you have anything else coming up we could be on the lookout for? I do. You know, I 
real I realize I must have like I don't know fifty ones of me fifty one <laughs> I don't even know if that's English um, but i I constantly need to stay busy and so i'm working i was I'm working on a TV show and it's uh, going really well unfortunately I can't really discuss what it is right now mm-hmm. but I truly feel like your viewers and listeners will completely love the show mm-hmm. um and basically, I'll probably be able. I'll, get, I'll definitely give you. I'll give you exclusive interview when I can yeah. discuss, uh, you know, the show and the network it's going to be on. But I'm really excited about this particular project. You know, it's. I rather. Um, I can't discuss it legally anyway now. But mm. when it does come out, I'm sure people are really going to be happy and, God willing, take to it and really just, you know, be interested in watching it. So. Well, of course, you definitely got my support with whatever you do. Oh, thank you. So tell us your uh, official website that people can keep up with everything you're doing. Sure. Um, well, for my jewelry, it's called uh, ellathecollection.com, mm-hmm. Ella, E-L-L-A, thecollection.com. And uh, for my personal information, for my personal website, it's actually, it had been down after Idol, and then it went back up, and now we're revamping it. So it is joannebordella.com, and that should be available probably within this month of March. Mm-hmm. And that'll have updated updates on everything, and on my show as well, and on my jewelry, and also, actually, last week for Fashion Week, I wa- I walked in Richie Rich's show. Oh, I was the only awesome. model walking the entire Fashion Week, which was a blessing, mm-hmm. and it was dubbed one of the best shows of Fashion Week, which is great. So that was like a fun little feat for me last week. So yeah, I'm so you're busy. busy. I'm trying. <laughs> You know well, the economy. <laughs> yes, well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was You're a welcome. pleasure talking it was such to a you. Pleasure. And continued success with everything you do, and make sure you give us the hot exclusive on everything. I will. And I have heard your show before, and I think it's amazing, and I think you're doing an outstanding job. Thank and you're you. very beautiful as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. Well, okay, well, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Bye, viewers. Uh, viewers, listeners, there you go. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye, honey. So that was Joanne Brajella. Make sure you support her new uh, jewelry line. If you can get your hand on the pieces, it's so beautiful. And make sure uh, you stay tuned to her website so we'll be uh, watching her show when it's available. So tune in next time, and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected. For more information about our show, go to our website at www.plusmodelmag.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, email guests at plusmodelmagazine.com to submit. And if you haven't already joined Plus Model Radio pages on MySpace and Facebook, make sure you do so today. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thanks for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.